I'm here today with with Hugo Gamero, and I know him because he has uh, a company that hosts my Mastodon instances, and uh, and so I I really wanted to meet Hugo because uh, I was very interested in finding out what it was like when Elon Musk took over Twitter and because uh, because everybody was overwhelmed, like all Mastodon servers were overwhelmed. And he uh, his company, Mastodon, hosts, host, I believe, a lot of, of instances uh, that that people use. And uh, and and it looked like his service was on fire, too. <laughs> and and so I wanted to hear the story behind that. And because uh, he, he came out of it pretty strong and uh, with a lot of people now wanting to use his service. And so, Hugo, welcome. Okay, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, um, you are in Portugal, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Portugal. Yeah. So, so it is. It is uh, the afternoon for you. It is the morning for me. Yeah. Uh, somehow yeah. through the magic of the internet, it, it's in <laughs> real time. It's like you're right here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so it's uh, interesting to me when we were talking, bef- you know, before I, I hit record here. You said that uh, you used to do SEO, uh, which yeah. uh, anybody who knows me knows I've been doing it for 25 years, you know, forever. Um, but you don't do it now. But but tell me about it. Uh, what got you into doing SEO and, and the type of stuff you used to do? Yeah, so um, I started uh, playing with the web development and uh, around the year 2000, something like that. So many, many years ago. Um, and so I was doing the, the basic web development stuff, like uh, just um, developing websites for small companies, stuff like that. And then I realized like everybody that hired me wanted to have their website, but um, they never mentioned anything about uh, about search engines. Uh, they just wanted a website that was pretty. Uh, they wanted it green, blue, yellow. They wanted big, uh, big logo, uh, small image, whatever. But uh, they—that was their only focus. And then after a few months of them having the the website online, they would contact me and say, "Oh, why does uh, my website doesn't show up in Google? Uh, like I want to show up when people search for my product, whatever." I don't think it's uh, changed. I, I think I think most clients still call up their <laughs> and ask the same question today. Exactly. So, uh, and then I said to them, "Listen, the press." Uh, what you said was, I want to develop this. Uh, you didn't like uh, the um, the content was not uploaded by me. You didn't. I didn't create your content. I didn't decide uh, how the page structure was. Uh, basically, you decided everything. And so, um, in the end, I just realized, like most of them, when they heard of the work that uh, it would be required after that uh, to rank, uh, they would just give up. And so I realized like, okay, there is an opportunity here to to basically index uh, what they are not indexing. And so, um, and that thing started growing like crazy. Um, I was like getting, uh, uh, I reached the point I was um, around that 50K unique visits a day. Uh, so you made a, and, uh, you're saying you made an online tool that other people could use. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's a, it was a platform. Like you, you yeah. could go there, you could register, you could um, upload your uh, your company products if you want. What was it called? What was it called? Rua Direita. Uh, okay. It was a far Portuguese market. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, that would be why I had never, I haven't heard of it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, I am, um, and I. Uh, that uh, that website was like uh, what I did for like five years, something like that. It uh, it worked out of AdSense. Uh, I made all the money of AdSense, and I lived out of it. Uh, so I was always optimizing and working on SEO because of that, and so that's how I uh, I got into SEO. Yeah, that's great. So just out of necessity for your clients, you you both figured out how to do SEO and how to do it well, but mm-hmm. you also found an opportunity with making an app, a web app that people could use and make money off that. And that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Something like that. It was just, uh, as they didn't rank, I, they came to my website or the, the visitors came to my website and they could aggregate stuff. Like, I don't know if you were looking for a, a guitar, you had like multiple companies selling guitar. It was like uh, uh, you could say price comparison uh, website, but uh, without all the um, the pricing uh, automation of changing prices, prices going up, down, da da da. It was just one time. Okay, this is uh, this is copied. This is uh, the information is here. Now visit the uh, the the real website to see where the price and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like you were early to it. Yeah, um, I don't know yeah. if you ever heard of a, a a web app called Raven Tools, but that was your story mimics my story. Um, I created something mm-hmm. called Raven Tools that was mainly used in you know English language, you know U.S., Canada, um, those countries, and uh, and it was the same kind of thing where we were a very small agency. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with the same issues. And so we created some tools and we gave them away, you know, online for free. Um, for us, it actually ended up becoming the thing. Like we actually ended up dropping eventually all of our clients and just went full software with it. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like uh, yours came to an end at some point. Like, like what got you to stop having that app or doing SEO? Um Two, two things like first we uh, it was me and I had a partner doing this um, he, he made the investment the initial investment for me to spend more time on it uh, he paid for my time basically and then we started hiring people and stuff and uh, we were in a point that uh, it wouldn't it wasn't enough for two for the two of us neither i made money neither it wasn't worth yeah it wasn't worth your time financially it exactly got, yeah. yep. uh, yeah. so i just sold him my part and uh, and moved on to something else yeah that makes sense yeah um that also kind of reminds me of what amazon did to sort of the affiliate market i guess maybe they did this a couple of years ago um there's a lot of energy and movement into people building sites um, that would really push, uh, you know, sort of the affiliate links into Amazon. And then they just decimated the percentage you could get. And uh, to the point where it's like, why would I even spend time on this? But of course, Amazon has already gotten all the links they're going to get. 
you know, and can rank for, for anything. Um, but I, I can say personally, uh, it wasn't worth spending any time trying to do things that would bring people to a page that would then get them to click on the Amazon link. Cause the percentage is so low, you know, and, and, uh, uh, so it's just not worth your time. So that makes sense. Um, I'm still very much into it as we talked about you know, before I hit record, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's kind of what I do across the board. It's my day job. Um, so, so you today have a, a company called web access platforms. It's kind of just, you know, your business entity or whatever. Uh, but you're at least the thing I know you for, uh, is Masto host. And, and so, uh, as I said earlier, for those listening, um, Mastahost is, is essentially a, a managed hosting service for Mastodon and Mastodon is, is open source and, and anybody could host it, but it's not easy. It's not like hosting WordPress. It's not something you just throw on anywhere with PHP and MySQL. Um, it takes a little bit more <laughs> of, uh, experience to, to know how to, how to do it. At least it does today. And, and so, um, you know, I, I, I remember trying a couple services out when I wanted to find somebody to host my, my instance. Um, but yours was by far the easiest to, to set up. It's the most reliable it's, you know, I've, I've very much enjoyed it and have, and have created more instances um, uh, with your service and the, that those have also been reliable. Um, but there was a time <laughs> when actually mine stayed pretty reliable during this time, but, um, there was, there was a time when things got a little hairy, <laughs> a little, um, uh, interesting. And that was when Elon Musk, uh, uh closed the deal on Twitter and, and it, and it seemed like all of Mastodon, all of all of all of that part of the Fediverse, just got crushed uh, with people. Uh, the, you know, they call it the Twitter migration. People going, "I'm not going to have anything, anything to do with this." And uh, I keep hearing about Mastodon. You know, let's try that. So, uh, tell me what that was like for you, because um, I know that that while I have a small instance, I know that you host a lot of very large instances too, a lot of large servers um, with thousands, if not tens of thousands of users on them. And, and so people really rely on you. And, and so I know just from your status page and from your toots posts, whatever we call them now, um, that you were just like, I got to shut down signups <laughs> and I'll let you know, <laughs> you know, here's a wait list. I'll let you know, but I got to deal with this. And, and, but again, I would check your status page and there'd be a couple things on fire <laughs> that I was like, Oh, Hugo's working on something <laughs> right now. Um, tell me if you can just sort of what it was like from the very beginnings, you know, things are running smoothly and then, and then Musk comes in and, and people start migrating away. What, what was that experience like for you? Yeah, it was um, it was uh, interesting. Uh, and what I say is like uh, Masterhost has been like very very steady during all these years. I've been doing this uh, over five years now, um, and it was like a side project for many years. Uh, it was just something I did in, um, 
yeah, I was online. I'm online most of the time. Um, so it was uh, it was something that I took a couple of hours here and there to 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 work on. Um, and then suddenly it's like um, I always I always had the fear of um, of over investing on on Masterhost because it's it's new. Nobody could predict like this would happen. Then so I was always okay. I'll I'll invest time as I can. I'm not going to to overextend myself and to um, to lose money in order to uh, to have this prepare in case of uh, of suddenly this becoming really large. Um, I don't know if it was a good idea or not. Looking back now, probably not. But it was what it was. Um, well, it sounds like you're saying you didn't want to go overboard on can this infinitely scale or whatever. It was just sort of like, I'm running this because it's a passion project. I I can help other people out, maybe make some money off of it. Exactly. But you, you didn't have the idea that it would, it would blow up. Yeah. I I didn't know if uh, like um, a few months before uh, uh, the, the Twitter deal, I was thinking, okay, let me, I have, all these to-dos that I want to do in 2022 in Masterhost, I I really did a push during uh, the um, last year uh, to to introduce some changes to the platform, and I had like a all plan to to start something else in 2023 because uh, side by side because it wasn't growing fast enough. It was like I had like I don't know uh, one two cl- new clients every day. And I was thinking, okay, at this rate, yeah, it needs to be ten more years before I can like have a proper business here. I, I thought, okay, I need to find something else to uh, to start focusing on and keep master host on the side and see how it evolves. I have been during five years always like stopping myself from spending too much time on it because I wanted, because I I felt like, okay, there is so much that I could do here. Uh, and then now we are on the opposite path because it's like, uh, oh my God, I don't have enough time to, to do everything I need to do. But it's, it's like that. My servers usually are used 20%, something like that, in terms of resources. To account for some sudden traffic increase, stuff like that. But even that was not enough because it was like uh, from the week before to the week after the Twitter deal, we, like the network, grew 20 times in traffic. It was impossible for anyone to, to be ready for that. Imagine CDN, object storage. There was a moment I didn't know, like, am I making money? Am I losing money? That's I don't what know. I was about to ask. <laughs> you're like, wait, this exactly. is draining me of everything. <laughs> and so I didn't know. It was really during the first months I was like, just, okay, let's pray for the best and let's keep moving. And uh, <laughs> hope you still have some money at the very at the end of this. Right? Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and the, the payment system that I'm using, it, it holds the money almost a month. I was getting a lot more money. My bill, my account there showed money, but on my pocket, there was no no money coming in. So it was a, a bit strange. The problem was just it's uh, everything that I, for instance, I don't have automation to install new servers. 
because I installed a new server, I don't know, uh, once every three months, something like that. And it's like something I do in an hour. Uh, and to automate that process probably takes me, I don't know, a week to do it automatically. So I was just, bah, why bother? And then suddenly I had to install five servers in a day and uh, in the middle of answering emails and doing a bunch of stuff. Uh, so th those were the difficulties, like uh, servers were not available, uh, the automation was not there for those things, and other things didn't didn't work at the scale that I was uh, that was necessary. At least now I have uh, more information regarding what resources are necessary as um, as things scale in terms of volume, and that helped a lot because. I was the first one to, to offer Mastodon as a service. There are a lot of things that nobody had the answer to. I had to find out, like, how much RAM uh, do 100 instances need if they are all on the same server, for instance? Um, should... it's, it's pretty amazing. It's all discovery. <laughs> you're exactly. Just, you're just yeah, trial and yeah. error and be like, okay, I guess it's this much RAM, at least I, I think for now. <laughs> Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you, you like, is it better to, I don't know. Yeah, everything it's, you need to, to test and, uh, and test in production. Like, how do you install uh, 100 elastic searches uh, on the same server? Uh, what, what does explode if, uh, uh, what stops working if uh, you do this or if you do that? So, uh, so what, what percentage uh, was pure stress? And, and the other percentage being geek is loving this. <laughs> uh, well, during the, during that, um, during the moment uh, of, um, yeah, of like November or something like that, until like low signups, uh, it was just basically just surviving. I wasn't even, I didn't have time for anything. I, I went to bed like at uh, two, three in the morning I slept with my laptop on my side. I at five in the morning I would wake up. I'd sleep like three, four hours, something like that. Worried that everything had exploded, uh, and it was <laughs> horrible like this sleep. For... What you're saying is horrible exactly. sleep. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a nightmare, and I I love to sleep like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's terrible. It's healthy. It's good uh, for you. You should. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but it was like a month uh, that was crazy. Um, you were yeah, very responsive, though. I mean, like, yeah. Um, I know that that people like me. I mean, most of your customers, mm -hmm. regardless, very much appreciated it because you were incredibly responsive, particularly for you know a one person sort of show here. Uh, you would always be very communicative via Mastodon. I mean, like via the, the master host account. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that really, at least from my perspective, outside looking, you know, looking from the outside in, um, unlike when other hosting providers and companies out there have issues and everybody mm -hmm. loses their mind. Mm -hmm. Um, I think sort of a combination of you making sure you're always communicating well and, and we're available plus sort of the, the nature of Mastodon and, 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 and sort of, and, and the idea that 
this is the Fediverse. This is open. This is non-commercial. We're, we're here to like really be social and enjoy each other. Not, it's not a co- for commercial purpose. I think sort of the combination of those two, almost everything I read of, if not everything was extremely positive back to you. They're like, thanks Hugo. You know, like, Hugo, you're doing a great job, you know, and this, this is even from people whose servers may not have been doing very well, <laughs> you know, at that yeah. time. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I, I think that, um, a, a lot of that is because of maybe you losing that sleep and, and mm-hmm. caring about whether or not this was running well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I approached master host with the, with that, uh, with the idea from the day one, I was like, okay, I'm here to help, uh, to help, to help other people that want to run Mastodon uh, have access to it. Because the first time I tried to install it, uh, and I had experience uh, with the, with some stuff, uh, I also struggled. And I, it took me like hours to get it to work. And I was like, my friends will never be able to do this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, and that was my approach to it. It was never like a thing like, okay, let me... I'm going to uh, to create a startup and to get investment and to uh, try to get like thousands and thousands of people here and uh, uh, and I'll be rich basically. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, was, it was a passion project. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. It was like okay, I'm here, I'm available. I I don't mind uh, spending a couple of hours. Uh, many times I, many clients, I lose money on. It's fine. It's not like I'm not worried with that. It's like I'm not too much to, money. <laughs> uh, no, no. Like, for instance, a client that pays me six dollars a month, mm-hmm. uh, I manually do their migration in. For instance, they have it somewhere else. They have it on DigitalOcean, and they are struggling. They cannot upgrade it. I mm-hmm. I do the migration for them. Um, I spend an hour doing their migration. How many months do I, do they have to be with me for, for to pay for my hour? You know, right. it would be like I don't know if I was going to to like to really look into all those things. It was uh, um, yeah, it would not be profitable. Well, that that was one of the nice things that you know also attracted me to the service was okay. I as a as one person can affordably come in and start my own server, and on, and on top of that, it's two dollars cheaper than Twitter Blue. You know, I mean, it's, uh, so, so I mean, it's, that was very attractive to me. Okay, so I can actually control and run my own social network, you know, for for less than having a meaningless dumb blue check mark. Sounds great, um, but I was going to say that I think I'm a good example of how that could pay off over time because like with my account, I started off in both cases with $6 a month accounts, but then I like a lot of people became obsessed, you know, with Mastodon. It became my, my primary social network and, and really started to enjoy using it. Um, and of course, the more you use it, the more you follow, the more you post, uh, the more you follow and, 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 and what happens is, is the, the server starts using up a lot of, of um, media space and database space, and you naturally just have to upgrade, you know? So now I'm, 
I think my personal instance, Henshaw.social is like a couple <laughs> upgrades, you know, up so I can keep track. Um, and then I, and then the one I use for my brand Koi Wolf, you know, is like one or two steps above that, that $6 one. Um, so I, I think it, it probably will pay off for you in the long run. I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's fantastic that just out of the geekery and the passion to want to help people, um, and, and bring them over to what you set up is why you're doing it. But of course my, my hope would be that, um, and I think just naturally it would happen that as people truly uh, use and understand and get more out of Mastodon or even want to create a community, which a lot of your customers do, a lot of customers come and set something up and then their community just grows and grows and grows that they grow with you and you would hopefully make um, more money from that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. Like, I didn't say you were I complaining. Focused. I, I was yeah, actually yeah, yeah. A, a good, pretty bit positive spin on it. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm. I'm just saying that uh, my focus was never about uh, regarding um, the part of making money, creating something massive. Uh, it was always like, okay, how can I be positive? How can my decisions be positive to help the community and not like, uh, okay, I'm, I'm in control. I, I do totally the opposite. For instance, I'll give you a, an example that I think it's, uh, it's something that I, I, I've been struggling for a few months and that I still have no answer. Uh, Mastodon, uh, the official release does not allow you to, to change the number of characters in a post. Uh, there is no easy way to do it. You have to actually change the code. It's hard-coded, the, the number of characters. You can obviously do it if you run your own code uh, and you go manually in the code and you change it, but it's not in the configuration. It's not like uh, there are things that you can co in the configuration change and that immediately, that just require a restart and, and they are changed. But this is because the Mastodon development team decided we don't want this to be accessible. We don't want this to change. Probably every week I have like three people asking me to uh, please allow me to change the number of characters. Please allow me to. And I could create a way to allow that. It would be possible then technical in the terms of technical society. If I allowed this, it would open the door like of a, a significant percentage of Mastodon changing from 550 characters to uh, a number that people. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And this would have an impact. On, and so it's stuff like this. I, I worry about making decisions like this. I worry because it's like um, I don't want to be the one that... Uh, Changes uh, the culture of, of what exactly, yeah, Exactly. Yeah. And so... If financially, I already lost clients because of that. Because, oh, I want this, so I'm going out and I'm going to, to run something else. And uh, and uh, and so, so those kinds of things, uh, it's like uh, it's the approach that that you take to, to what you are doing. Uh, like right now, uh, my focus is not on... Um, on creating, I don't know, a company or or creating or making money or stuff like that. It's like I want to to pay my for my work. I want to be paid for my work. In the end of the day, that's it. Uh, if I'm paid for my work, it's it's all good. What I was hearing is that 
I think the word that comes to mind is that you're like a steward to the, to the community, to the culture. In other words, if, if your main goal was just to create this humongous business to make as much money as possible, then you'd probably give in to all of these random requests, but mm -hmm. it could um, adversely affect the, the Mastodon community. It could adversely affect the Fediverse. And, and so in doing what you're doing, being a, a major managed hosting, you know, platform for, for Mastodon, um, there, there, and, and being a passionate about it, doing it for the right reasons, you also feel sort of a need to be a steward towards that community. What, what, what was, what did the people who built and continue to build Mastodon, what, what is their vision for that? And can I help maintain mm -hmm. that somewhat? Like, mm -hmm. am I really, should I be somebody who would come in and, you know, dramatically change that because mm -hmm. you're in a position to, which is what I heard, you know, it's yeah. like sort of, yeah. I have so many servers that participate actively, you know, mm -hmm. with accounts that participate actively um, in the, in the Fediverse that, for me to make a change for you to make a change mm -hmm. like that could dramatically shift mm -hmm. what it, what the feeds look like, what people are, are posting. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's really interesting. I mean, I, um, I think that's unusual mm -hmm. in uh, the world of business. Mm -hmm. And, and I really appreciate that. I, I, I think one of the things, and one of the reasons why I wanted to, interview you is because uh, I'm very much in in a very similar mindset, which mm -hmm. is I'm tired of doing things for the sake of something that I don't care about necessarily. Mm -hmm. Meaning um, there is, there's uh, a friend of mine who wrote a book called uh, company of one. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, a it's about a, a shift away from, how big can we get and how much can we grow and do all the things? And it's instead about uh, sticking with what you're passionate about and doing things for the right reason and keeping things small. Uh, and, and the funny thing is, is when you do that, a lot of times you get exactly what you need, if not more, mm -hmm. you just kind of mm -hmm. get what you need about more. And, and one of the biggest things you get is I would say probably more happiness. <laughs> you know, it's just this mm -hmm. idea that I'm doing something that I want for myself but I'm also doing it so other people can experience and have that thing too, which I think is mm -hmm. very much what you're doing with Mastohost. And I want to maintain original spirit around that, uh, that people can all continue to enjoy this and enjoy it for the right reasons. And it doesn't get spoiled by somebody's greed. Um, no, for instance, if you, if you see like I have a, on my, on my website, I have a commitment for, of not hosting more than 25% of the, the network exactly because of that it's like um it's something that uh, if master host continues to grow and i uh, reach a scale that that i'm getting more than 25 percent i will close registrations because i i don't want to 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 centralize mastodon you know uh so uh, it's things like that it's like I I spend time thinking about this. I worry about those things. So it's like uh, uh, it's completely the opposite of everything that that we see in the books. Uh, it's, and that it's, it's, what, it's what we need as a society and a culture. Yeah. But it's yeah. but at the same time doesn't make sense to most people. Yeah.
yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. for investments for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so you you survived the the Twitter migration. Um mm-hmm. you never you you I assume created automations and did things that you never thought you were gonna do for the service, you know, during that mm-hmm. time when it was kind of shut down. Um it's it's back open, people can can register now, you know, and, and create new servers. Um, I'm curious to know what you think um, is sort of the future of the Fediverse in general. I mean, just where, where do you think it's going to go? I mean, we, we had this huge influx because a vainglorious billionaire came in and I don't know, <laughs> started bashing his toy against a wall. Yeah. Um, and, but that's uh, surely, you know, that's not going to, I can't, I can't foresee that happening again. I mean, that, that just seems so unique <laughs> in what he did and who he is. Um, do you think that the Fediverse will continue to grow? Will it only grow if we have another sort of um, event that happened like with Twitter? I mean, what, what do you, because and I'll say one more thing and I'll kind of let you answer, which is I feel like for the first, for the first time for me and many, many other people, it's now usable. I mean, I, I know, I know before that time you were there and a lot of other people were there and you really had a nice community, a small community of people that you would probably just converse with. And, and the most people would be connected with on Mastodon might be in the tens, if not hundreds, that'd be like the most, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but now with the huge influx of people, cause now it's reached, you know, nine or 10 million people who have come and created mm-hmm. an account somewhere on Mastodon. Um, now we're seeing the thousands and even some people who would be considered influencers out there. You know, it's, I've seen some Mastodon accounts with tens of thousands of, of people following them. It's not Twitter. We don't want it to be Twitter, but there's enough people who have similar interests to me that I can now use it every day. I couldn't use it every day before. It was very. It was like mm-hmm. nobody wanted to talk about the stuff that I wanted to talk about. Nobody from the SEO community was there, and it was just, uh, you know. So I felt forced to go back to centralized social media. But now I have zero problems. I mean, as in like I I never go to Twitter unless it's because somebody published something and they linked to a tweet and I want to read it, like I would read a blog post, but. I'm on Mastodon every day. It's great. The people I want to um, interact with are there, including the people who don't do what I do. I mean, including the artists, you know, I love photography. I mean, like all this stuff, just there, it, it hit this threshold of usability, you know, from, from a who is there. And, but we're also at the same time seeing this slowdown uh, again, because unless must does something even crazier, um, it just sort of is kind of steadied out. And I'm just wondering, are the people that are there now going to be the only people I see <laughs> from here on out or, or will there be another influx of people because they've discovered how much better it is without ads and without algorithm algorithms. Um, and they might actually come over from Facebook or Instagram, you know, to a pixel fed or whatever. Um, what do you, what do you think the future of, of the Fediverse is? Since I started the master host, I I always uh, this pattern is exactly always has been present. It's like something happens. I don't know. 
I remember uh, Facebook did something and big jump, then it comes down, then a big jump, then it comes down. The only thing is like when it plateaus, it plateaus higher. It's like you are here, it goes up, then it comes, but now it's here. And then the next time, it, it, when it comes down, it doesn't come down so much. So it's, it's, uh, that is what's, what I'm seeing now and that's what I, what I see. In terms of, um, of what will happen, I don't know. I think, I think here there is a very um, something that uh, the other day I was thinking about and that I think is very interesting because it's the first time that, that we are seeing or that I recall that we are seeing um, uh, an open source solution trying to replace a centralized um, solution. Because like uh, Mastodon is uh, very similar to to email in terms of uh, the protocol um, being used. So it's uh, if you think like there was a lot of people that attempted to create the email 2.0, uh, I don't know, I remember Google Wave, stuff like that, that uh, let's centralize it uh, and it never took off. And uh, and in here we are doing the opposite. It's like this, are, this community already, this service already exists uh, centralized. Obviously, it's not the same service, but the, the basic structure already exists. People are already there. And we are offering them an alternative that is um, that is completely decentralized. And uh, I don't think that and open source and all of that. And I don't think I don't know any uh, any time where this has been done and succeeded or um, or that people uh, made it mainstream in the end. Uh, so this is really interesting uh, to me. I think that uh, Twitter, uh, my my, uh, I could be completely wrong, obviously, but my feeling is like uh, it will be as a social media platform. I think uh, Twitter will uh, will die down slowly. Slowly will start to die down. I'm not saying that people will jump to Mastodon. Uh, probably most people will just stop using um, a social media like this. They will go to TikTok or whatever. I think that Twitter will become something different. I don't know if it's payments, if it's uh, the super app, I don't know. Because the only way that Elon can recoup the money that is invested there is uh, with something like that. If it changes to video format, to blah, blah, blah. But then again, it's not Twitter. It's it's something else. Mastodon has uh, has uh, all the um, the potential to continue to grow and to to become more and more influential. But I don't think I think that uh, in in a good way it will never be really massive and stuff like that. And I think this is a good thing. I think like people that uh, that are that have interest and that like to discuss topics and that like to participate in this type of uh, format of content, yeah, will will find Mastodon uh, really interesting and a really much better alternative to Twitter because you can really focus on. I've seen communities of scholars debating stuff and that are isolated and that they know who can, if there is somebody that is always annoying them, they can just, okay, we don't want to hear from these people. Uh, 
Exactly, the instance. And uh, so really nice communities are forming. And um, so I think we there is, uh, there is a lot there that, um, that uh, I expect. But like Twitter was not a massive uh, social media network compared to Facebook, for instance. Um, I think the same will happen with Mastodon. Um, something like Reddit, that is, it's more of a niche uh, social network, something like that, more specific. Um, and I think that's good. I think it can be much more healthy and much more uh, interesting and better to participate in. I think that Twitter is likely irredeemable at this mm-hmm. point, I, I too think that it'll, it'll likely just continue to decay. Um, I think that for Mastodon, I, there's so much talent and interest in it right now that I would expect it to continue to grow, uh, but probably at a steady pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of the third party app developers, you know, the tap bots, you know, who are making ivory yeah. and, and there's just tons of other ones. There's so many, I, I won't even go into it. You know, it's elk and all kinds of stuff that are mm-hmm. just rethinking. <laughs> how could mm-hmm. we, um, make the UX amazing for this and make it the best or better than what centralized social platforms offer. Uh, so I, I think that improving the user experience uh, doing it where people are, which is on their phones, on an mm-hmm. iOS device, you know, which is mm-hmm. a big reason why TikTok and, and Instagram do so well is because of their iOS mm-hmm. apps. Um, that that combined with just the gradual march <laughs> towards making Mastodon better, mm-hmm. uh, I, I I think it's it's finally hit that place where it's here to stay and it will just kind of become a better and better and better alternative to what other people are using, which might be, you know, an alternative to Facebook or whatever. Um, so I, I, th- I think it's in a good, healthy place of growth, even if it's not necessarily going to hockey stick again. Um, the thing I think that I'm the most excited about that I'm hoping Mastodon benefits from is is just the general idea of the Fediverse. This this idea that um, we can have this common protocol like ActivityPub, we can improve upon it, and and it's not about Mastodon. It's about the Fediverse. It's just it's just about this idea that I'm not beholden to a centralized platform that pushes content onto me and even hides content because of their algorithm. And instead I can have this choice of, of how I want to interact and who I want to interact with. Um, and I can do it like email, you know, which mm-hmm. is I can be using pixel fed and I can talk to somebody on Mastodon is mm-hmm. really an amazing concept to me um, mm-hmm. because it, it is very, very similar to an idea of being able to natively uh, follow somebody from LinkedIn to, you know, that's on Facebook and post or whatever, and it shows up on Twitter. Uh, that is the promise, you know, that the Fediverse has is that it would be like that, except for no giant corporations um, who are controlling everything. So I'm, I'm hoping that as the user experience improves, particularly like with Mastodon, that 
it'll just be an obvious this is better it's i mean it's really hard to if if you were to uh, maybe you have to force everybody to sit down and look at it but it's really hard to not choose the fediverse over a centralized social platform Mm -hmm. if you get the ux similar or better and they realize that they can have a similar experience but a better experience because they don't have ads that they don't want to see and um and somebody's not controlling their experience they get to control it themselves and and on top of that they aren't locked in uh, because i can be over here on this particular mastodon server and be like you know what i'm gonna switch over to this one um, yeah. and i can take all my people all my followers and following with me mm-hmm. what a novel concept what a great idea and then you finally can own your social presence and it's not tied down to um this singular corporation, <laughs> you know, that owns everything. And if you, mm-hmm. if you move away from it, you're starting over, uh, which, and, and so uh, there's just so much promise over on the yeah. side of the Fediverse that I'm hoping that, that now we're, we've reached this threshold of people who know this and, and chose the other can eventually, um, make that visible to them and be like, Hey, it really is nicer over here. (laughs) Like you should try it. And, and uh, even if they tried it recently and it's not the UX or the experience they wanted, I'm guessing, hoping, predicting that two or three years from now, it likely will um, with the amount of momentum that's, that's over on Mastodon and other Fediverse platforms. So that's kind of my hope. Yeah. Yeah, there is a, there's a lot that still has not happened. Like, uh, we, the celebrities are, uh, the, still are not there. Like, the really influential, we have like a, a few of them, uh, but it's, uh, it's not the, the people that, um, yeah, the percentage is, uh, uh, is minimal. We still don't have much, uh, many brands there. Uh, that I really don't understand, and you are in marketing, so uh, I really don't understand why brands are not adopting this because it's a no-brainer. I, it's I've like, written about it I on yeah. news where I write my mm-hmm. news articles or whatever. Uh, yeah. I've written about it, um, and it's just really slow progress. It's just, I don't think people really understand it. Um, one of the things that I, I did write in, in one of those articles was just that you've got PR, uh, we, I don't know, ad week. I can't remember the names off the top of my head. Um, you have, you have these major industry news outlets that are dismissing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're dismissing it because they're, in my opinion, myopic in their view of what it means to market and what a channel is. Um, so they're like, well, I can't advertise on it and I can't, you know, whatever. Yeah. So this is useless to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I think that not only is it, dismissive of the power of what it is and the people that are, are there, the audience. But I also think that it's dismissive to the marketing teams who are actually pretty bright and creative and, um, and maybe there is a different way to reach people there. Um, that is not so spammy and not what they know and not automated. And they just throw money at it. And that, um, you know, to me, they're, there's absolutely an opportunity for brands to have a presence to in a non-spammy way, connect with their customers or potential future customers and audience um, 
if if they would just give it a chance. And so I, I have a lot of interest around that. I mean, I I like Mastodon because I don't like to be sold stuff. You know, I mean, I like it because it's ad free, but I am also a a fan of many brands and and love to talk about them and love to know what they're doing and will and will boost some of the things they're doing if it's something that I would love for other people to know about check out what this company's doing and it could be anything from something they're doing within the community or it could just be like look at this feature I love this company y'all should totally mm-hmm. check this out I am just a happy customer um, mm-hmm. I, I think there's an opportunity there for for brands to have a presence like that and to be able to connect mm-hmm. with them even on a support level if they yeah. wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. so it'll come in time and, and, you know, buffer is mm-hmm. the, I believe the, the first major social media management platform to, to add support. That was something I wrote about cause I was in their private beta. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it's, it's, it's happening. It's yeah. just really slow and it's just yeah. going to take a lot of education. And I think it'll take several years, but, um, even though there's no companies listening to me, if there is a company out there listening to me, <laughs> this is your chance to get in early this is your chance to like figure it out before other people do this is this is a competitive advantage if you approach it correctly so that's sort of my attitude towards it as a marketer companies are paying uh, fortunes to get uh, followers on facebook on twitter and and all of that and it's like uh, they have 100 i don't know uh, one million followers, they make a post that is shown to 5,000 people uh, right. and it's hidden by 900 and whatever thousand users. It's like, right. it's absurd. In in Mastodon, if you post at the right time of the day that you say, you know, most people are online, everybody sees it. And uh, you, the... the the percentage of engagement for the, by the number of followers, it's crazy. I like when I still have my Twitter account active, I had like 1000 followers or something. I posted something. I got like, I don't know, uh, two likes, something like that. And uh, on Mastodon with a thousand followers, I get, I don't know. Uh, 20 likes in the first um, five minutes, something like that. It's crazy. It's like the levels of engagement are uh, completely different. And the, and the, what you are saying, the control they have, like uh, if tomorrow Facebook or Twitter, Twitter mentioned that if you have a lot of followers, uh, you now you need to pay something. Because uh, it's one of the the things that Elon Musk. And in here, this never happens. It's like you have your own server. You you decide where to host it. Uh, you decide to move it to a different country. You decide to install a different software. You can do whatever you want. So you're in control. Uh, it's it's beautiful, exactly. really. I mean, it's it's yeah. great. And, and yeah. you know, and I would say to the idea of a brand, whether it be personal brand or company Mm -hmm. brand or whatever, that the Fediverse and, you know, Mastodon within the Fediverse represents the ultimate earned media. Mm -hmm. Just meaning from the perspective of you can't pay. I mean, I'm sure somebody's going to try to find a way to pay (laughs) to try to, you know, promote things on the Fediverse, but, um, but you can't pay. You have to, you have to earn the -hmm. attention. And the only way to do that is to, in general, 
to be genuine, to provide something that people are really interested in, to be unique, um, to create something. And I love that. If that's the future of social for both individuals and companies, brands, whatever, um, that's where I want to be. That sounds great. Where, where you, you, you earn it. It's not something that you necessarily just throw money at and, and you get rewarded by the centralized, you know, people who control every aspect of it. So, Hey, well, thank you for spending the time, um, and, uh, and, and telling us, a little bit about your, your story and what happened when Musk took over. And it was just sort of like, Oh my goodness, my passion project is being crushed by <laughs> all these people coming over. Um, and I, I loved learning um, just sort of how you approach, how you have approached it and how you are approaching it and how mm-hmm. unique and refreshing it is <laughs> to a sort of a fellow entrepreneur um, mm-hmm. that uh, unlike what it seems like 99% of what everybody else is doing in the world, which is it's just for profit. It's for this, it's for whatever um, that you're approaching us because you love it because you, and, and you want other people to enjoy it. So I think that's, I think it's pretty awesome. Uh, I, think yeah. I think, I think it's really, like I said, refreshing. Um, and I wish you the, the best of luck with, with master. Oh, okay. I hope it continues yeah. to grow in the way you want it to, in the way that you described yeah. So. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much uh, for your words and uh, for having me. And that's, um, yeah, it's fun for me. It's fun for me because uh, I spend my time alone in my head with my computer. And so it's always good to uh, to voice things out and uh, and to to hear other people, the other side and, uh, and see, um, yeah, see what new ideas can come up also in these kinds of conversations. It's great. That's great. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you.